What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 53, here with my guy, Bretson. How are you? I'm doing great, man. It is it is hard to believe that it has almost been a full year of you and I talking football. Um, <laughs> I, I, I honestly can't believe it, man. Um, but yeah, here's to a, here's to a full year uh, beyond that. We'll probably have something fun for like next week, but as of right now, there is so much football to get to, so why don't we get started? Oh yes, 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 and that what a what a shout out, Bretson. One year talking to you, man. What a pleasure, and what a pleasure it is to have the best and the boldest community on TikTok and in every social media platform. We're gonna conquer them, and thank you to everyone that supported us, this man. So yeah, yeah, let's go bold with it with the Premier League just as a starter, and yeah. a lot to say here because there was a big boy match between. Arsenal and United. And look, seeing the, the, the lineups at the start, I had better expectations because Maguire mm -hmm. didn't start, which for me is a great sign. A great sign. And I don't care if Lingard <laughs> is telling to Pulse Coles the, lo the locker room is a disaster. You're right. You're right, Mr. Ralph Ragnick. Keep doing what you're doing. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, that the, but the result... Went the way that it should, in my opinion. And Arsenal getting those losses that at the time we said to Arsenal fans, don't yeah. worry. Don't worry. And look what's happening. You got two big boy wins. So Two yeah. big boy wins. Oof. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, come on. Those those were pretty – talk about Jekyll and Hyde. Losing to three teams you should have beaten and then beating two teams <laughs> that you probably didn't think you were going to. That's Arsenal. Um, I mean, that's – I guess, yeah, there you go. That's Arsenal. There's the tagline right there. And I, I, I bet Harry Maguire from the bench was sitting there going, well, who who's going to blame me now? You know, it's it's not just my fault, man. Like, what what the heck? And, you know, you got it. In some respect, listen, I get it. I get Harry Maguire. People spent a lot of money on him. Um, United fans invested a lot of time in the man. Uh, there was a lot of eroded confidence. Um, I get it's been a terrible season for him. But you almost got to feel for the guy at some point. Because he has been the scapegoat for, for a, 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 let's be honest, a team that has more problems than just Harry Maguire. That is very true. And the fact that he gets bomb threats, that goes to oh, an yeah. extent that no human no. being deserves. Okay? No, ever. And I ever. think that tags along with what you're saying. But in terms yeah. of playing for Man United, my guy Bretton, <laughs> you all you know my thoughts. Like it's not even like I'm not a bandwagon Maguire hate on him. I've been saying Maguire oh. like at the start I was mm. so it's I don't think he offers what he has to, especially with the captaincy but it's let's see i want to talk more about the arsenal side because for me that's fine. arsenal yeah. is overshadowed united because mm -hmm. yes united made mistakes alex Telles was a mistake but they tried their best and i i want to highlight something too grish gave the penalty to brun fernandes and i remember mm -hmm. christian ronald having the same gesture with benzema in which he gave the penalty to benzema and at the time he got it in but in this time, yeah. Brun Fernandes didn't. And so a lot of hate <laughs> comes with it. <laughs> Very tough with it, too. And then you see Odegaard. Odegaard, which yeah. he seems to be the hero of this Arsenal rebuild. And if he's the captain, if Martin Odegaard yeah. is the captain of Arsenal, it's, it, it's Arteta saying to his players, he leads by example. 
He does what I want other people to do. He leads on the pitch, off the pitch. So it, it should be a great example. And even his English, Odegaard, is much better. So yeah, man. I, yeah big ups to Odegaard. Big I mean, ups. how much was spent on him? 30 million. 30 million? 30 million. Jo yeah. Joey Willock and five million investment, I guess, right? Yeah, it's, that's a, it's a oh. brilliant. Even though Joe Willock is uh, is is serving a, a very nice role for Newcastle Indeed. these days, uh, Martin Odegaard uh, for that future. I mean, just thinking about that future. Emil mm -hmm. Smith Rowe, Bukayo Saka was electric yes. uh, in that match versus United. Yes. Um, you've got Martinelli, who didn't really play a part, uh, but we know what he can do and what his future looks like. Yes. And even I got you, you, we got to give him a little credit, right? Eddie and Kedier mm -hmm. getting getting a chance to show what he can do, um, and right. and he he puts he puts the ball away when he needs to put the ball away, and and, and while his his future might lie elsewhere than mm -hmm. in a Gunner jersey, um. You, you got a feel for the man because yeah, uh, they they've been playing Lacazette without giving him a chance uh, and Kedia much of a chance uh, the whole season. And I just love how that U twenty three attacking core is going to be front and center for Arsenal the rest of the season because they got some big 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 matches got, coming up, but they got some great results going in their way um, to potentially shore Champions League football up. Um, so I'm so, uh You said it yeah. Saka. I have to say it. Saka right now, no doubt in yeah. my mind, is a world class player. And it's yeah. no surprise that he starts for England. Okay? No surprise. If Arsenal get a top four, it's Saka's doing. So that's yeah. the first shot. I completely agree. And now the other yeah. is Eddie and Kete. Yeah, right. That's facts, man. What a player. With Chelsea, I was like shook. I was shook. Mm -hmm. Like the, he was clinical. The movements too. He was a hassle. He was a complete yeah. hassle for the defenders at Chelsea. And yeah, I was, I, I wasn't expecting it. The situation with Lacazette too. I do think mm -hmm. he's kind of not becoming toxic in that locker room, but there's a lot of chit chat going back and forth. And if he's not playing, it's because Arteta wants to make a stamp in that locker so it's football it's not ballet like uh shaka said it and that's the other player i gotta highlight and shaka yeah. with el Neni. look if they played like that every mm -hmm. single game of the season arsenal might be ahead of chelsea if they had a yeah. midfield as solid as el Neni and shaka have been in the past two games I, I literally, I don't know what to say. Because, like, Shaka's goal was drop the mic. Oh, El Nevi's defense yeah. is like, what? Right? Daddy long legs, man. Like, you can't go against El Nevi in midfield. Uh, height? Ridiculous. And the passes, too. So, yeah, great, great moment but, by but, the new Egyptian king, as it seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it seems. Um, but we do have to highlight the fact that United did have a little dysfunction. Yes. Um, but mm -hmm. they obviously, they hey, they got the job done. And uh, Ramsdale, relatively solid again. Um, I, 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 I forget who it is, but I did see on Twitter, uh, I think his name is Patrick Timmons. I want to make sure I give proper credit mm. on Twitter. He's got a lot of followers. He's an Arsenal follower. And, and here's what he said about uh, Nuno uh Tavares's uh, performance. He said it was quite possibly the most confusing performance that I have ever seen. Um, and confusing was a good way to put it because he did some things that were phenomenal, obviously putting the ball in the net. Uh, and then he also did some things that were just alarmingly 
worrying. Uh, <laughs> worrying, exactly. So, so Patrick, I think his name is Patrick Timmons. Give him a follow on Twitter because, man, that's exactly how I felt watching that game. Like, wow, he's popping up in good places. And then, ooh, terrible one-on-one defending. So it's just shocking. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and you've, you've brought that up to me. You've brought that up to me. He's definitely still a... Um, a raw work talent. in progress. Yeah, yes, raw talent. Uh, but here's what it comes down to. I, I have to give credit where credit's due. And if you're not going to do it for Cristiano Ronaldo, then I'll do it. Oh. Uh, I know you were probably getting. I know you were probably getting to this, but I gotta say, uh, he scored his 100th Premier League goal. Um, he did it. Uh, it's more impressive that he did it with a heavy heart. Obviously, what he was going through. Um, but he becomes, I believe, the only play in hit player in history to hit the century mark in the Premier League and in La Liga. So, uh, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo still breaking barriers, still putting his mark on history. And uh, it's, like I said, it, to do it with the, the heavy heart that he was carrying into that game uh, had to have been tougher than all get out. Um, but then you add that to the 140 plus goals he's got in the Champions League. He's got 100 goals plus for Portugal. Um, this guy only knows the century mark, uh, when he, yeah, when he commits to a team, he gets things done. So, uh, gotta, gotta give, uh, credit to Cristiano Ronaldo where it's due, right? What a sentence. What a sentence when he commits. And I think he's going to commit to Man United one more season, Breton, because interesting. I always see when I, like when I, when after, before the game, after the game, I often see Ronaldo speaking to Elanga and Sancho saying, go here pointing places like saying you can clearly see he's explaining things so like i really think he wants to act as a role model and let's hope that's the case and yes if he's gonna play against arsenal after s rest in peace like uh poor yeah. soul like what happened it's like yep. um it's uh if he plays in the premier league after such a thing happens in his life just shows how competitive mm -hmm. and how important man united really is for christian ronald so let's sure. let's wait and see because the top four i see 54 points 60 points mm -hmm. arsenal six point gap i know it's extremely hard but if someone can act as a hero for man united it's christian ronald man so yeah. let's wait and see but uh yeah yeah it's yeah a lot, well, a lot. Well, but Eric Ten Hag got confirmed. <laughs> he did. He so did. What yeah. was your and thought with that? What were your thoughts with that? Well, I mean, worst worst kept secret, I guess. Uh, it was only what three months ago, four months ago, where everyone was like, "Oh, I don't know if Eric Ten Hag is actually available." Um, I, I think even I started to believe that, and then the more you thought about it, um, you just wanted it to happen. And I think that's what United fans are kind of looking for right now. Like, hey, we've hit the bottom. How do we climb out? How do we, you know, get out of here? And uh, personnel decisions are definitely a part of it. As we know with Arsenal, they had to make a few signings, some of which haven't wor worked out. Um, United, uh, what's his name? Ralph Ragnick has already come in and basically said, yeah, Europe is gone. Unless, obviously, Ronaldo pulls a rabbit out of a hat, which, yes, only Ronaldo could probably do. Um, but at least there is a sense that a page is getting turned. And um, that, a, that a man that is coming in that is very calculated in what he does, he knows the things he knows. He also knows the things he doesn't know. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, he, and he's ready. Yeah, he's ready to, to wade through the, 
the crap I think, <laughs> at Old Trafford. I think a good way of like saying what Ralph Ragnick did for Man United is he symbolized, in my opinion, the start of a truthful era. Because I even saw something of a report of him asking the head scouts of Man United for reports on Nkunku, and there were no reports. Okay. No mm. reports. So I think, I think that says it all. Okay, that a club like Man United isn't aware of the ascendancy of a talent like Christopher Nkunku from PSG to the Bundesliga. And that was pretty big. Like, it was pretty magnificent. We, we, like, me and you, Bretson, we've been watching Nkunku since then. And since Man United, PSG. And Man yeah. United scouts don't even know how to report on him. Or, like, or, or, they, or they're like, oh, this kid can be good enough for, for Man United one day. And right yeah. now, I am sure they, they, they would have loved to, to have those reports and maybe be in the head in the, the race to sign Nkunku. That if Man United is, they'll, they'll be ahead. Well, but, I, uh, but, yeah. I, I, can, I can tell you a club that does have scouting reports on him. Mm. And that's definitely, that's definitely Liverpool. Um, I mean, come on. You got it. You got to just, you just got to do your job. And talent identification is one of them. They've Facts. they've missed they've missed hard. I mean they've missed terribly mm -hmm. um, on some of them, and they've spent a lot of resources to do so. I think they're one of the only clubs to spend a billion dollars, and I don't even know how long. A what is it? A billion dollars since they billion. last won a trophy? One point one. I, mean, I think it's oof. one point one. And uh, Liverpool, I think, is three hundred or four hundred instead. <laughs> so it just shows that Unreal. getting the management of Klopp like saves mm -hmm. you up so much money and brings you so much quality and titles. So. Like, that's what it's needed, efficiency. And Man United fans, tell us down below, who do you think Ralph Ragnick is going to get? And who do you, what do you think is going to happen until the end of the season with the squad? We'll love to know your yeah. thoughts, people. But let's go on a positive on you with Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> man, I, I have ooh. To, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big one, man. But I want to start on Jorginho. What was yeah. that penalty? What was that? Is... What's happening with Jorginho lately? <laughs> I think that penalty perfectly summarized what's happening with Jorginho uh, as of late. But he does—he doesn't look—he doesn't look like the man that uh, that helped lead Italy to the European Championship. Uh, he looks more like the man that helped lead Italy to uh, failing to qualify for the World Cup. So it's—it's uh, it's tough. That might—that might be too bold, too mean, too cutthroat. Truthful. Um, <laughs> But man, Chelsea got the win, uh, but it's been a very odd, bittersweet week um, for Chelsea. Uh, finding out at least if Fabrizio Romano is correct, which, you know, most of the time we know he is. Uh, it sounds like Antonio Rudiger oh, will not be. It's confirmed. Oh, Tuchel. It's confirmed. Tuchel said after the game at West Ham, he's going to leave. Yeah, we tried to convince yeah. him, but Ooh. because of the sanctions, he, he actually said yes. because of the sanctions. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I know. know if, if Tuchel had like said like because of the sanction this happened, like a transfer. Yeah. Oh, it's it's and that's the thing is that 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 the sanctions. Everybody that's been talking, I know there's been a lot of talk about what Chelsea needs, this that, like all of that's on hold right now until there's a, a way forward with this and and you know the, the the talk of bringing in Declan Rice, the talk of bringing in anybody right now actually needs to be put on it it's more likely that you go with a, a chalaba at the back and and you find a way to i don't know get another i don't know you go from within it's more likely that they go and promote from the youth academy than it is that they can go out and spend any sort of transfer kitty that they've got so 
crazy that Rudiger moves on. Um, not exactly surprising. And frankly, I don't fault the man. I don't fault him at all. He made it abundantly clear. Uh, sorry, that word. Abundantly clear <laughs> that he would have liked to have stayed at Chelsea. Um, but there, there's too much uncertainty. And, and at his age, at his caliber, coming off of one of the best seasons he's probably had in, in football, um, it makes every sense that he needs to do what's right for his family, do what's right for himself. Um, and and whatever is left of his playing career, and if that's Real Madrid or Bayern or whoever it is, um, then then more power to him. Uh, sucks for Chelsea fans, but that's I'm, business, right? I'm very curious to see Rudiger <laughs> in not a three centre back pairing at the back and with four. I'm very yeah. curious, very, because I don't think Rudiger. Let's see. I don't want to be hateful yeah. on him. Keep doing you, Rudiger. That you're doing a terrific job. So, but yeah, but no. on Chelsea. Like, nothing happened there that puts you really excited? <laughs> I don't want to, you know, screw up a, a very good thing right now. But yes, after after a spell of five games on the bench, uh, Pulisic, uh, he got his chance and he took it. And it was a nice deflected cross from Marco Alonso. And he put the ball away. And, and to be honest, Chelsea needed those three points. They absolutely did because Arsenal's getting close. They're, they're nipping at the heels. And um, they they need something. They need some some something to uh, get rid of uh, the bad taste in their mouth of Rudiger leaving and and some other things. You know, like Lukaku not doing anything still. And uh, I'm gonna mumble my way through this. But uh, yeah, no, it was like nice to see CP10 um, get it done. And I I hope it leads to more chances for the end of the season because I think he'll deliver when when he's when his back is put against the wall. He'll deliver. And I. I hope uh, I hope he does for, I'm for getting that Chelsea. Feeling. I'm getting that feeling with Pulisic. He gets those injuries, but he seems to always come back with a punch, man. Like he always he comes does. back with that moment. And yeah, let's hopefully he gets he gets uh, those injuries off him and road to success now. Like, but yeah. now let's go with the team, big boy, City. Like City now, yeah. guaranteeing. I need to know your thoughts. Not guaranteeing, but. It seems to be done right now. Holland to Man City. And all that down with the striker, it seems to be put on hold down, no? I mean, it might be. I mean, there's there's also word that they might be going after Declan Rice, too. Did you see ah, that? What? Or am I... Am I completely Whoa. making that up? Um, I don't I don't think there's enough resource uh, for them to get any, any of that done. But no. Holland to Manchester City is... Um, I mean, there's only three clubs that could have really gone for his signature without kind of like breaking the bank. Um, City obviously is one of them, um, and and like you said, it's it's logical. It makes sense. I'm all here for logical. I'm not Mister <laughs> Quick Take. I'm not Mister You know, say say something to say something. But man, uh, you know, Erling Holland at Manchester City is a very logical choice, and that attack, man. That attack is going to create so many chances for him that if he's not... I don't know how you best what he's been doing for Dortmund in, Bund in the Bundesliga, but obviously if he transplants those numbers over to the Premier League, right? <laughs> it's going to be... First off, it's going to break statistics. Um, it, it's going to be phenomenal. If you have, I think he can too. I th I th because if, if Holland, Holland is going to have, instead of Jude Bellingham, that is a fantastic yeah. player... The Bruyne mm -hmm. serving him up goals. Yeah. Oh. Foden and Gundogan and Gr Grealish. Like, yeah. Grealish is a stud too. 100 million. So that, that's what's going to be funding your plate, Holland. But seriously, like, by City doing this, 
they're 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 destroying the mark the the competition destroying the competition like what like the lack the only position in my opinion that they lack really hard okay and backup yeah. backup keeper uh yeah. <laughs> uh it's like did they, you really they, just do that <laughs> Did you just put Zach Steffen in the mud? Come on. He's no. still young. He's young. In keeper years, he's he'll be a solid keeper. Okay. Uh no, I I, I hear I'd go Gavin Bazunu. I'd go Gavin Bazunu. Oh, okay. I gotta go. <laughs> but going with the yeah. it's, it's Holland. Like I really think the numbers with the Bruyne are gonna be unbelievable. And something too, I was checking because I, I I this I I can think about the Bruyne. I'm like, where was the last TB was? Wolfsburg. How long ago was it? <laughs> 2015 the Bruyne has been at City since 2015 like it seems like it's honestly it feels short but it's been so long and the Bruyne honestly is going to be such a legend and for Holland I think seeing a player like him there with those years just makes the the decision easier and if Holland yeah. wants to join Real Madrid one day the best decision is to go to City right now and afterwards yeah. Join Mbappe after Benzema retires, if he wants yeah. to be a Galactico. So. Yeah, and, and the, that realization of uh, Kevin De Bruyne's tenure at Manchester City is much like our realization of how long Marco Verratti has been at PSG. Oh my right? days, yes. Um, you know, it, when you think about it, you're like, holy crap, it's been a long time. Because I look at Marco Verratti and I almost think he's like still 23, <laughs> but he's uh, he's not. No. But he's been doing it at a high level. And Kevin De Bruyne is the same thing. I, I gotta say, I mean, it, it has to be announced that my biggest worry mm. is that Erling Holland goes to city and he gets injured. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of games to play. It's uh, you know, Dortmund didn't have the success that they wanted, even though they got out, right. They got into the knockout rounds, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. And then they went Europa league. Mm -hmm. um, but, but it has to be said, you know, that's when you're spending that much money and you, and you're spending that much of your wage bill on a striker. If you can't keep him healthy, I get it. It's a worry, but it's his injury history. That is his biggest worry. And that's it. That literally is it. He didn't play um, against strangers. He didn't play against strangers, yeah. and I agree with you. That's a that's a that's the biggest question mark with Holland. Injury prone. It is. Like and but City has won, and Kevin De Bruyne has had similar issues. So, true. um, and you know, and they still ready. find a way to win. I think City yeah. is ready to like. I I wanted to know your thoughts because you really like Julian Alvarez. La Araña. Mm -hmm. So do you think if <laughs> <laughs> do you think if Holland gets a uh, potential injury, Julian Alvarez yeah. can step up and surprise a bunch of people in the I, I I do, but it's it's such a different skill set. It's such a different skill set. I could see him playing a Gabriel Jesus role. I mean, hey, you you want to make sure you beat Watford? Put run. Gabriel Jesus in, right? Four what do you what do you have? Four goals and an assist? Four goals. Um Four, yep, poker. Yeah. But I, the only poker. That's right. Poker. It's for him to I know. Leave. So I, Arsenal? I, mm, I, yeah, I, I think if I know we did the AC Milan takeover saying that, but I think mm -hmm. that would be it would be nice to go to AC Milan maybe maybe Gabriel Jesus, he'd be he'd be it a player would. that would fancy it. But uh, no, Arsenal, I think it needs to be a a pure nine, a pure nine, like yeah, Darwin. Yeah, but <laughs> but that's a that's a that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, Gabriel Jesus, yeah. very true. Very true poker, yeah. and yeah, that's a huge doubt where he goes next, man.
huge. It, it, it is, but hey, he, he did those. I don't care if it's Watford, frankly. If you need the three points, you need the three points. And for him to get four goals and an assist in 53 minutes, come on. You know, he's he's nothing if not effective. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it is bizarre that it was uh, until recently, it was what, January that he had had his last start for Manchester City. So um, it just shows you that they didn't need they didn't feel the need to force the nine on him. Um, and uh, he, he is he's done what they've needed right now. He's given proper guys some rest. Uh, he's scored goals when as needed. And uh, he is going to be. One of, I think, up there for, for one of those names that you got to watch because it's pretty virtually certain that he's leaving Manchester City. Exactly, um, exactly. And I'll, I'll put another name in, in, the, in those players, and that is Origi. Origi scored mm. today against Everton. And the news is saying, too, I said Zuzte Simalan, but a ton mm. of people are saying Origi is going to sign for Simalan. So, like, from, yeah, excellent free agent signing. Clearly, sh- that's a Maldini signing, not that a takeover. A si- yeah, that's not a takeover signing. That's a Maldini signing. So Origi, that's another player. But Liverpool, I think they're fine. I think they're fine with uh, Origi going as a free agent. He's done so much for the club. Go get your yeah. big bucks with that with that signing yeah. contract that is Milan, man. So uh, and hopefully get get your get your day. Or I'm sorry, your weekly playing time that at this stage in his career he deserves. But what's he got? He's got like six in his last ten appearances Something for Liverpool. Like I yeah. mean, you know, like when he when he doesn't play often for Klopp, but when he does, he yeah. scores a goal. Um, it, it's it's pretty impressive what he's done. So I I think AC Milan is a great next shout uh considering you know the age that they've got up there and and maybe some uncertainties they have moving forward about whether or not they can hold on to some of the talent that they've got but uh yeah liverpool i think will will be fine they'll be okay uh and they showed that by uh not only dispatching or by dispatching everton uh in the liverpool derby and man uh, i don't i don't know if you have more to say but from a to segue into that we could be looking at Everton not being a Premier League team for the first time in over 60-some years, 65 years, okay? Um, they might be a championship team with a new multi-hundreds of millions of dollars spent on a new stadium that's coming online uh, in, in a very long time. Uh, but man, yeah, e- Everton has not been in the relegation zone since 1999. Oh, and. They are staring it in the face right now. They are there because Burnley is in the process of potentially pulling off one of the greatest escapes that I've seen in some time. Obviously, there are better ones. I can think of West Brom and I don't know. We have to maybe go down that rabbit hole. But what Burnley has done, especially post Sean Dyche um, firing, is is simply amazing. Simply amazing. So their win against, uh, who was it? Who they beat? Um, Wolves. Yep. Yep. Burnley seem um, to do that. Burnley seem to do that. Different manager now. Like, different manager. And yeah. Lampard. <laughs> Lampard's the yeah. man that's heading uh, this Everton team. But Anthony Gordon, man. I was watching that yeah. game, and I was feeling sorry for Anthony Gordon because he was putting on a show against Liverpool that Liverpool didn't want to play against him. But Liverpool won the game, in my opinion, because of one player. One player. Yeah. And that player was Robertson. Robertson for Liverpool, he was a menace against Everton. Like he was, he, he, there was a tackle 
that he saved that that was going to be a goal and he scored it that made made everything happen like he unnuts that 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 defense of everything that was being a, I was I thought that was going to be a nil nil game honestly yeah. I, I was I was getting that feeling so seeing how this is what scares me now it's seeing how any jigsaw that's putting front put in front of Liverpool and this front trio uh, this Liverpool team they can solve it <laughs> any defense like I can't see like Klopp in 90 minutes not managing not managing to score a goal against the team I think with this Liverpool team it's impossible for you to get a clean sheet maybe right now impossible so big that's a big challenge for who's coming next (laughs) i mean it's 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 also got to be said about manchester city because both of them both of them just have that air of inevitability about them um and uh it just feels it just feels like even without a striker city can get it done too but yeah liverpool's in a different gear right now and one that i don't know i don't know if you can paint them as champions league uh um favorites as it stands but we're gonna find out soon enough whether or not this is consistent because they didn't look great in that first half they didn't look great at all in that first half um but you're right as they 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 worked their way into it and um and Rabo was the reason why and the funny thing is is like okay we all know Trent Alexander-Arnold and we all know Rabo, right we know that they are like a package deal when it comes to it and they are I think you've even stated probably the best fullback pair partnership on the planet um I think that's yes. That, that, yes that's yes, yes. I don't yes. even know if that's debatable. I don't even know if that's debatable, right? Um, if, but it's debatable if you put Walker at the right back. Uh, okay, okay, that's, maybe, that's but I, I don't know, man. Because Alexander Arnold is obviously he's hitting the key passes. He's hitting this. He he's like a hybrid winger, hybrid fullback, and everybody likes to, you know, crow that he can't he can't defend. Okay, but then you got Robertson literally doing the same exact thing on the other side. Okay, he he has he has an endless energy. Uh, he's he's got like that perfect mentality um, that you want in a team side. I mean, the guy literally worked his way up from kind of like City. Harry Maguire yep. from whole city, you know, from from getting stepped on his whole entire footballing <laughs> career, and and he hasn't let it go to his head. All he wants is more success. So I love Robertson, and I don't give him enough credit because I don't know. I just feel like it's it I... should be expected. Right? It's true. It's but, true. Yeah. And I remember Robertson, he was at Dundee United still. I remember Ooh, seeing him wow. in a game playing against Celtic. I was like, ah, oh, okay. he's a youngster at the time. It was like, ah. Oh. But yeah, Trent, I got to say the shout out. Yeah, totally true. Uh, Trent is a system player. Okay. He's the system. The system at Liverpool is around Trent. Like, it's a. Fu- this is how magnificent this is. He's got the most efficiency in terms of creativity in the Premier League. At, at the right back slot, and he's playing in a four since uh, four uh four at the back system, so it just yeah. shows like if imagine if he had three at the back, so <laughs> it's it shows. I mean, that, but but like here's the thing: Trent is 23, right? And I absolutely agree that he is a system player, right? But so was Ryan Giggs, mm. so was Paul Scholes, mm. so was Nicky Butt, right? And I'm bringing up that. I don't know if I so can equate Ronaldo. them just yet. So, yeah, you can even make the argument there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it, it's it's when you find that system that works, when there's a harmony between the manager and the players exactly. that he brings in. I think that's what United fans want to feel with Ten Hag when he comes in. But they better be ready <laughs> for some massive bumps along the way. 
Um, and, and maybe not massive compared to what they're going through right now. But, um, you know, compared to what Xavi is going to feel as he implements Xavi Ball at, at Barcelona. So, I mean, I... I, I, I love I just love what Alexander Arnold and Robertson have done and, and I don't know why we stopped talking about it for a while, but it's very present um now because yeah, we're gonna find when I think are we gonna do a best eleven at some point? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we're gonna do it. Okay. I think we're gonna find that, you know, I might have a little bit of a bias here based on maybe recency. I don't know, but I I love it and um I just gotta say a little more. It's gotta be tough to be an Everton fan right now. I mean, 68-some years in some version of the the premier division, right? The the the, prem, the creme de la creme of English football. And you're now staring down um, the uncertainty of going down to the championship and having to claw your way back. Um, and they still have, let's be honest, we, they still have a game in hand. Mm-hmm. They have a game in hand um, on Burnley. If they win the next game, they're one point above Burnley. Um, but let's also take a look at where they might be have to play um next game is i believe away at arsenal mm. yikes oh no, no no i'm sorry no 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 i'm wrong they have chelsea at home <laughs> then they have leicester away and why i brought up arsenal because the last game of the season for them for everton is away at the emirates oh at, with arsenal likely needing three points right to get to european football or get to champions league football and it's everton that is going to need three points likely to remain a Premier League club. So circle your date for that last match day away at Arsenal for Everton fans, and they're going to be sick to their stomachs all 90 oh, minutes. But getting Chelsea and Arsenal in your final fixtures, you got to feel for Everton fans, man. Like, Lampard, no, though, it's like, that's... Is he the right man? Ah, oh, that's a whole different conversation. But, like, you, mentioned, you. Oh, yeah. you mentioned Championship, and look, someone's going to replace Everton in the Prem, and it's going to be... Yeah. Fulham with Mark Silva, Fabio Carvalho, Mitrovic, Harry Wilson, all that bunch. Great job gaining the championship and earning that promotion that Fulham completely deserve. And Mitrovic, he's got 48 games, 40, I know, 44 games. Mitrovic has 44 games, 44 goals. So back to the Prem. I'm so excited to see the Serbian beast. That Mitrovic is underrated baller in my opinion. So And you wanna know what his forty uh, first goal in the league? You wanna know who he scored it against? He scored it against the guy that benched him when Fulham were last in the Premier League, Scott Parker. Um so he, he got that goal against Bournemouth. Um and yes, yeah, a, a lot of people are gonna a lot of people are gonna wonder. I mean, this is the guy that's likely gonna be leading the line with Dusan Vlahovic uh for Serbia at the World Cup. Mm. Can he get it done in the Premier League? Mm-hmm. And we're gonna find out whether or not he can, what, three times? This is the third time he's made his way into the Premier League? I don't know. He was with him in at Newcastle. Um but I, I just gotta ask you a simple question. Okay, Marco Silva likely is going to be the guy, mm-hmm. definitely is going to be the guy leading them on. What a flipping season that they had, mm-hmm. all right? Over, over, I believe, or very close to 100 goals scored with plenty of games left. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been able to to bring Fabio Carv- Carvalho into the fold. He's mm-hmm. made Anthony Robinson a Premier League left back, in my opinion, uh, from a U.S. men's national team perspective. Um, he's They've got the largest wage bill by far in the English championship, mm-hmm. what the hell is it going to take to keep Fulham in the Premier League, to stop this topsy-turvy up-down, up-down, up-down crap 
that uh, is likely making these supporters um, loony. Um, I don't know the answer. That's probably a whole nother podcast, um, but it's got to be getting the right pieces. But they've tried it. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But they they just like steamrolled the championship. Though. I like Mark Silva. Yeah. Button. I've I remember seeing Mark Silva drill. Like that was when he first started. Mm -hmm. Like he was really good. Like he's trust. He's a good system system teacher. Uh, I teacher system uh, uh, coach. And I think. He, yep. Yeah. He can. He can definitely cause a good impact, and he's a role model towards that locker room. And that's why I really think he's got that. I'm not going to say, because obviously he's not even close to Mourinho, but he's got that sure. presence that Mourinho likes to have too in a locker room. So I like I like Mark Silva a ton, but he's nothing compared. Nothing. <laughs> but in terms of uh, <laughs> the, the potential. But Fulham, big up on them. Big up on them. Big up, but, big but up you, on them. Do you want to sure. talk about who's going to clinch? The, who got those European competitions sorted? <laughs> Love him. PSG. <laughs> yeah. 1-1. One, one. PSG. 1-1. One, one. I was watching that match because Nunez getting that French League title. Big up on him. Winning yeah. the Portuguese League title and winning the French League title. Nunez seems to get a league title wherever he goes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's true. But, That's uh, true. It's facts. Messi, Messi doesn't yeah. have that stat. Messi doesn't have that no. stat, and is he in the same? And yeah. Ramos, that is in the same team, doesn't have that stat too. So there you go. <laughs> Nun there you has. go. Well, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, I but like I, I, I love that. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, no, it's okay. I, I love that Messi dropped a goal also um, yes. during that that deciding game, and it was a beautiful game um, that he had, uh, and, and it makes you think. Um, you know, he could do very well. He could do very well at PSG, and they should have. They should have won. They didn't win. Um, but yeah. really what it comes down to for me is uh, we've got... I know that they haven't won so many in a row, but Marco Verratti, since he's been there, he has now won eight League One titles. Eight. Eight League One titles. That is the most decorated player in League One history. Marco Verratti. How many okay. managers has he seen? <laughs> oh, that's a... Yeah, four? What is it? Three? Jeez, but a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. And soon to be another, probably. Um, so, damn. Um, That's impressive. That's facts. And yeah. I don't want to say it's like 1-1. One, one, and nobody was like celebrating after that. I was like, oh, some champagne, some something. No, it was like all hugging each other. Normal, normal chit-chat. Oh, we just won Liga. We just won it's Liga. boring. That's the feeling I had, man. And look, people call it the Farmers League because... You need to feel emotion. You need to feel like eager. You need to have a reason to watch. Okay? And sure. PSG, after getting 1-1, no, the celebration said it all. Said it yeah. all why it's called a Farmers League Liga. So, but yeah, Verratti, big, big up on Verratti. And like PSG next season, they're not going to have Kaylor Navas. They're not going to have... Uh, Ramos, I think he's going to stay. Remj, I think okay. he's gonna stay. The the, the news say that, but Nunez is a doubt even too. So and Pochettino, yeah. you said it. The news, the news, Le Parisien, I think that's the source said yeah. that at the end of the season, Poch and PSG are gonna part ways, and it's gonna cost fifteen million to PSG to part ways. So yeah, mm, that's like that's that's lunch money. That's lunch money for them. But if you've um, gone to United, you would have cost what? Nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's like that is true. PSG, uh, yeah, I, I, I just think right. 
winning the League One title, it's it's expected. It's mm-hmm. expected for them. And that that literally makes it that much more bonkers that Lille won, right? And that yes. AS Monaco won the year of Mbappe's breakout. Um it's just absolutely amazing that that happened. And yet, you have to give credit where credit's due. Uh, PSG has found a way to win as much as they've had with the resources. Um, and then you also have to say, if League One is a farmer's league, um, you could make the same assumption that the Bundesliga, and I don't agree with this, but that the Bundesliga is a farmer's league because Bayern has now won their 10th consecutive Bundesliga title um but that's not easy to do it's not easy to do what byron has done it really isn't very true very true i mean it's good management it's good management most importantly it and club top down top down everything i mean they blooded jamal musiala Mm -hmm. in different roles this year they they've given um they've just done they've done a lot more Frankly, they've done a lot more with their youth academy than PSG has, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but 10 titles in a row is not easy to do, no matter what the disparity in resources, no matter how good of a business acumen you've got or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I got to bring up, man, you probably were going to say this too, mm. uh, but that Kingsley Coman stat is just ah, absolutely unreal. You, know you want you, you want to say it or should I say Kingsley it? Kingsley Coman be has won a league title. Every single season he's played senior football. Kingsley Coleman. That's the stat, right? That's the stat, man. <laughs> two League Ones, two Serie A's, and now seven Bundesliga titles it's like in a row. Man. It's like he cherry uh, It's like in Bayern uh, was like, he, he said it. Oh, at Bayern, I'll win it always. <laughs> that's it. And he was not wrong. And, and here's the thing. He also added, he's got four, I believe, four cups. Maybe three in Germany. Three in Germany, one in uh, maybe the Coppa Italia, I think. I don't know. But he's got four cups as well. He's got um, uh, a Nations League title with France. Um, and, and we got to remember, like, he's only 25. It's he's only 25 years old. It's, it's injuries one. And he debuted at 16 years old. I, I don't know if he's still the youngest, but when he debuted for PSG, he was the youngest player ever to debut for PSG. So... Um, and the only one I know that's got legendary numbers like he does in terms of the, the actual trophy case mm-hmm. is got to be Kylian Mbappe, right? Who's got 14 major trophies and he's now, uh, only 23. Mm-hmm. So I'd say, I'd say, I'd, I'd say that's the similar and yeah, very true. And Coleman, I remember at the start was like more of a cam, right? Then he goes to the winger mm-hmm. role. Like he's been through a lot. He's been through a lot. Yeah, and been. 16. That's so true. He's been on the scene very very early very early yes and with Bayern Munich you were saying how it's so well run and I completely agree with you because I was seeing the interview of Joshua Kimmich and he corrected the journalist saying I only won it seven times I only won it seven times so Joshua Kimmich is not counting that he wants that that they won 10 but he's counting the yeah. ones he won with them with him and it's seven yeah. so he's on his way for the eighth the ninth but Breton I'm just gonna put mm-hmm. it out there I think Dortmund are sick of this, are sick of yeah. this. And Nagelsmann, in that game, uh, Dortmund was doing a pretty good fight at the start. And two attacks sure. aroused, two goals came. It, it, they were clutch, mm-hmm. Nagelsmann, and they were efficient. And that's why Bayern won that game. But Dortmund, in this offseason, this, this summer, they're, mm-hmm. they're re- reported they've already signed Nicolas Sule. 
They are yeah. reported to get Nico Skotelberg, uh, the center back, very mm-hmm. good German center back. They're reported yep. to get Karima Deyemi. So they're already mm-hmm. thinking of when they're not going to have Erling Haaland. And I'll be honest with you, th- they solve the defense and they get the Haaland replacement with these three players. So it's like, I legit believe yeah. in Dortmund next season. I always say it though. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I know. Oh, I know. And it, it, who knows? It might have been different if uh, Reyna oh. wasn't injured the whole year, if Holland wasn't injured on and off the whole year, if Zagadou wasn't injured on and off the whole year. I mean, they've yeah, they've dealt they've dealt with a lot, and they're still in second place. Mm-hmm. They dealt with a lot, and they're still in second place, and that is amazing um, in terms of uh, having to dig into the depth of what they can do. Um, you know, and it, it maybe Mukoko comes comes uh, and has a breakout season for them. I mean, they need something like that. They need that youth academy to deliver again. Maybe it's Jamie Bino-Gittens that next year has a breakout for them, but they need that combination of the two. Um, and if they can hold on to Bellingham. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't see it happening anytime soon unless Balter, uh, Balter, unless Bayern falters, Balter. Mm-hmm. Um, something, something has to happen there because um, Leverkusen, while they're incredibly entertaining to watch, uh, there's too much inconsistency and frailties, um, also with injuries in, in them as well. And sure. those are like the only two I can look at and say that in the next one, three, five years, if they hold on to their talents, that they have any chance of uh, giving Byron a run for their money if Byron remains to be as effective as they have been. Um, yeah, it's it's Le- really impressive, dude. Leverkusen got that Wirtz injury. That's what I, I was thinking when you were saying that's like, oh my days, like... So unlucky. gut punch. So unlucky. Yeah. They, they could have gone in that third place, or are they? I think it's Leipzig, though. It's Leipzig. Yeah. Le- Leipzig had a chance. Um, Leipzig beat Union mm. Berlin midweek to head to the um, DFB Pokal mm-hmm. um, final, yeah. and then they had a return leg essentially in the Bundesliga against Union Berlin, and I think Union <laughs> Berlin won. So I think it's uh, Leverkusen three, um, Leipzig four, but like chopping. So- chomping at the bit so yeah i mean if we're going to talk about that bundesliga i gotta throw well we can save it for wonder kids um well well let's you want to talk the, about the other bundesliga uh yeah we can go to the wonder kids in the news if there's anything but just saying real betish big up on betish just want to oh, yeah, mention yeah, 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 real yeah. betish big up on them on getting that title and juan miranda getting the last penalty that i was watching i was so happy that he scored that one so big up on him and yeah but uh, did, did you see how much it meant to them did you uh, see how much it sure. meant to them? Um, they and it. Uh, after the season, yeah. Real Betis deserves deserves the title. So yeah, and and Pellegrini definitely deserves some credit. But I do have to bring up there. Um, remember, Arsenal sent Hector Beller in there. Uh, it's his boyhood club, right? I believe it's right around where he grew up. Mm. Um, and Hector Bellerin leaves, uh, goes there, and and wins himself um, their first championship or their first trophy um in 17 years uh so it, it was tough to see Yunus musa miss his penalty in this but you got to be happy for a guy like hector bellerin um and real betis because they absolutely um they deserved it i mean the copa del rey was wide open this year and that was the fun part of it i Diego loved it martinez so. too i was really surprised at that mm-hmm. and borja iglesias like proper yeah. proper striker so and fakir there being there too always a shout yeah so I love it. I love it. He was he's been he was deadpan for a while. He was he was left for, you know, 
obscurity. Basically, people saying he wasn't going to do anything, and he's he's really come into his own and done really well uh, for Betis. And I after the Liverpool move dropped. After the yeah. people seeing the photos and and everything goes down because of a rumored injured injury in the leg, nobody. A lot of people were discrediting. A hundred percent. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, so man. people, if there's anything we've missed out in the general news, please put down below in the comment section below and feel free and please go bold. So Wonder Kids yeah. in the news, people. So we gotta start with that that league, right? That you were mentioning. Let's do it. Let's do it. We can go to the other Bundesliga, which, um, okay, we don't want to keep naming leagues as Farmers Leagues, but uh. <laughs> Red Bull Salzburg has won their ninth, I believe it's ninth, consecutive Austrian Bundesliga title. Um, and obviously they've done it, as they seem to always do, on the back of young talent. Karim Adeyemi, Brandon Aronson, Benjamin Sesko, um, Luka Susic, um, uh, Nicholas Siewald. Uh, I may have botched that last name. Uh, absolutely amazing to them, and I get I get the disdain mm. for the corporate the corporate Red Bull moniker being tied to all of these clubs. I get the disdain for that of finding money or just getting this you know amazing transfer chest. But let's be honest: every club could stand to be more of what Red Bull Salzburg is. Elite okay, management. they. It is. It's elite management. And there is a reason why not only that they've won the Bundesliga with a bunch of young bucks, they are also in the UEFA Youth League final, not for the first time. They're in the UEFA Youth League final for the second time mm -hmm. against Benfica again. Exactly. Okay? And, and guess who won the last time? Benfica lost. <laughs> Benfica lost. And guess who was on that Benfica team? Uh, you had uh, Ruben Jean Diaz. Felix, yeah. yep. Felix. Jota. You had... Uh, Florentino. You had Jota? Jetson. Yes. That, that, you you that, got that, it all. That, that midfield was like uh, one of the best midfields I've seen youngsters play, man. Florentino and yeah, Jetson, man. when they were in Benfica Seychelles Academy, a menace yeah. duo. But I completely, great shout. Great shout to Red Bull Salzburg yeah. because it's no coincidence what's happening there. And let's not forget the big boy, Holland. Okay, that was there. And he left, boy, <laughs> left for 20 million. So, like, it's a wise decision if you're a young striker and you want to improve. And look, I'm going to shout it out. I'm going to shout out because I know he watches this pod. And Rocco Simic, the future of not just Red Bull Salzburg, but the future of Croatia. I, I'm confident enough to say that right now because this kid, people, he is a baller, okay? 18 years old. And if Red Bull Salzburg are in that UEFA Youth League final, it's because of Rocco Simic. And look, okay, he's got a great team around him, but Rocco sure. is the key player. Against Atletico, two goals and one assist. And like his involvement, like I remember seeing Rocco at Lokomotiva in Croatia, and he was a mm -hmm. deadly striker at the time. Now, with Red Bull Salzburg, he's so good involving with the team and i th i think maybe holland improved himself when he got to salzburg to involve himself with the team because he's yeah. just like he's got a clear objective and that's to score a goal and if he has to pass this pass the ball a killer instinct striker like him will always have his eye on goal so yeah Roko Simish, big up on him and keep on doing you man you are the future and yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah, I got to put some stats on his name because he's up to seven goals, three assists in eight UEFA Youth League games. 
um, all while for the team above him, for the senior squad uh, in their Bundesliga winning team. His compatriot, his Croatian compatriot, 19 years old, Luka Susic, oh had a goal in their uh, their game that that made it a uh, a sure thing today, a Bundesliga ninth in a row win. Um, and I love you know the Croatian the Croatian um, influence that's happening on this team to go with what we saw previously in previous years the Zambian presence mm-hmm. of you know a Potsendaka yes. come from there. We all talk about Erling Holland, but Potsendaka came from there, Very right? True. I mean it's amazing. And you've got also um, was it Fashion Sakala that also came from there? Uh, yes. um, I c- yes. could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think he was. He's now at Rangers, but. There are, they give, they have such great talent identification. And and you know who else, like, I don't mean to draw parallels between them, but, like, United needs to tap into something like that. Manchester United needs, like, we always talk about the young bucks that they bring in and the talent identification of Mejbri, of of Shola Shortire, mm-hmm. of, you know, uh, uh, Garnacho. Um, give them a, a chance. Mm-hmm. Give them some sort of a chance to show themselves. Um, especially right now, when you're fighting for your life, who best to put on the field than a young, hungry kid that may or may not be ready, but if your coaches have done their job, they'll get it done. This is a Red Bull Salzburg team that found their way into the knockout rounds, right? With a young team, and they can do it, so can United, okay? so And then Austrian League, which has, I'd say, one-tenth of what the Premier League has. <laughs> yeah, say. man. So it's like, yeah, you guys get it, need to get it done. And I want to say too, you're saying that, and I want to, I'll, I'll, I'll put it with something else. Red Bull Salzburg, they have to identify mm-hmm. to get these kids from Croatia, from Zambia, mm-hmm. from France. So they have an elite scouting system at an elite mm-hmm. price because they don't mm-hmm. overspend and they seem to make the right moves and the right calls. But I want to highlight in the youth league, the Portuguese side, okay, too. Rocco is a, is a baller, but come on, we have a ton of ballers too here at Benfica. And yes, yep. it was a, uh, it was tough. Okay, it was a tough game against Juve, uh, but uh, Benfica got it done. And if Samuel Swatch hadn't left the game, it ended up two-two, and then it went to penalties, in which a seventeen-year-old goalkeeper, Andre Gomes, when I texted you straight away, he stepped yep. up and he saved. That goal that was, yeah, the crucial save that got in, uh, got Benfica to the to the final. And I got a shout out. Diego Moreira. Diego Moreira mm-hmm. is a silky winger. One of the best wingers, okay, definitely in the youth league. And one of the one of the players to watch definitely in that final. Martinet, mm-hmm. midfielder, incredible midfielder in my opinion. Great passing ability and makes a great job next day. Shit and dude. That is the third player I got to mention, too, that everybody needs mm-hmm. to watch out. Shed Endur plays for Italy under 19, but is balling for Benfica in the youth league and for Benfica B. So that is huge. And last player I got to say is Enrique Araújo. Enrique mm-hmm. Araújo that is playing for Benfica's first team. He's He was called specially just to play the final. So let's see. And people watch it. It's going to be really good, man. So yeah, and, and they've they've got they've got every bit of motivation to win this because mm-hmm. you know if I didn't state it properly before, back in 2017, Red Bull Salzburg played Benfica in the final of the UEFA Youth League mm-hmm. with powerhouses like Jao Felix, Ruben Diaz, 
uh, Gedson and others um, in tow, and they lost two to one. So Benfica is going to be looking at this and saying, oh, "Yeah, won. we got to exact exact our revenge." Oh, um, and I just I love I, I can't say how much. I love the UEFA Youth League. I just love the fact that there's this platform to bring these U19 teams together. And, um, I mean, in 2017, it was. It was Pats and Dhaka scored in the final. It was Xavier Schlager, Hannes Wolf, Mergen Barisha, who now plays at Fenerbahce, oh, yes, um, all for Red Bull Salzburg. Yes. And these are players that have gone on, you know, maybe more so on the Portuguese side. Uh, but a lot of these players have gone on to really do something. I mean, we know with that Benfica side where João Felix is, True. where Ruben Diaz is, where <laughs> Jota is at Celtic. They're about to potentially win their title. Um, I just love the UEFA Youth League. Can't say it enough. Um, and I think we should probably do a best of uh, when this is done, when the final's done and set, we should do a best 11. I agree with you. We should. We should. And put down below who we should put in that best 11, people. And last fact is Joe Felix played in that final. And who's going to play in the next? Ugu Felix, his brother. So it's wonderful to see that the Felix family is still in Benfica and present in the finals of the UEFA Youth League. Big up on Joe. <laughs> And Ugu Felix, the future of Benfica and Portugal too. So Beautiful. love it, love it. I <laughs> but on 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 Wonder Kids, I I had to I wanted to shout Gaga Slonina, cause yeah, how many clean sheets is this man gonna get? <laughs> yeah, he just had a little bit of a humbling defeat, but only because they had a red card and uh, he got peppered. Made an amazing save though in the process. Uh, but yeah, he's up to five clean sheets. Uh, and, you know, I think there's a whole lot more to come. Um, but there was a little more um, mm -hmm. controversy as yes. a U.S. men's national team fan. A little more controversy. If if anyone knows uh, what, if anyone wants to know what being an American fan feels like, uh, especially the last six, eight years from Jurgen Klinsmann uh, to Greg Berhalter now, uh, we like to call it dual national panic or dual nat panic. And it very simply means that being the nature, being a country of immigrants, um, we have some players like Christian Pulisic that could have played for Croatia. Okay. Uh, Gio Reyna technically could have played for England because of where he was born. Uh, I don't really know about that. But there's always a panic that surrounds it. So normally it's a U.S. Mexican player right? U.S.-Mexico, born in El Paso or born in wherever, like a Ricardo Pepe or a Julian Araujo who plays for Mexico now. Um, in this case, it's Gago Slonina uh, because there was a picture of the Portuguese national team coach flying over to Chicago, introducing himself to Gago Slonina. Who knows how many times they've spoken. The Polish. What did I say? Portuguese. I was like... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. The Polish national team coach flew over to Chicago to meet, sit down with Gaga Slonina, his family, and obviously uh, the end hopeful uh, nature of that type of um, time spent is that Gaga Slonina picks Poland as his country to represent. Uh, I'm still very confident that he'll pick the United States of America, mm. but in the end, what this leads to is a whole lot of neurotic, uh, sad dual nat panic um that tends to uh, flush the the airwaves and the twitter sphere um with with panic um so goggles sanina obviously you just want him to be happy wherever he lands yeah. uh, but yeah he's off to an amazing start in major league soccer if chicago fire could score some goals they might be higher in the table 
But um, he can't do anything about that. So, uh, yeah, Gago Sonina is uh, rightfully in the news. And this is a kid that will be making a European move sooner rather than later. Completely agree with you. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I saw that news about Poland. I, was, I just really wanted to know your thoughts on that. Oh, man. I, again, it's, again, it's like Chesney. Chesney's with Poland, though. Yeah. He'll, he'll learn a ton with Chesney, too. Lewandowski. Yeah. There's experience, too, there. But the big question for me is, did the Polish manager say, like, if we pick you, you go to the World Cup? If you pick yeah. us, you go to the World Cup? Uh, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Uh, um, that's what I would but pitch I, him. I'd pitch him. But, he, but yeah, but here's here's yes, that'd be that's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. He won't play, but that's absolutely amazing. Okay. <laughs> um, but Gago Sonina, here here's what's got to be in his mind. 2026 is where? Where's the World Cup? Right <laughs> in the U.S. True. And you've got Zach Steffen not exactly on the. Uh, the, yes. the no. most solid of grounds. You've got Matt Turner making a very risky but impressive move to Arsenal. Um, you've got Ethan Horvath uh, doing Ethan Horvath, which means he always signs for a club that tends to never play him. Uh, so you've got Gago Sonina at the ripe old age of 17 um, sitting in this prime position where he could actually beat these guys out. Maybe not by 2022, but by 2026. Mm-hmm. He could be our number one. He should be potentially our number one unless somebody else comes in. So if if he's thinking long term, hopefully he's thinking that way. But then again, Chesney isn't that young. How how old will he be? Like he's like twenty he's under twenty three players still. Yeah, he's se- he's seventeen. Like, so what? he'll be like <laughs> like so he'll he's... be like a wonder and not a wonder kid, but a, a talent leading up to the exactly. World Cup. So this World Cup he's like more than ex- more experience towards me, so yeah, man, it's doubts. it's huge. Big doubts. It's and, huge. Yeah. I the other the other news I I wanted to ask you is like Chuamani because I see Liverpool mm. rebuilds, United rebuilds, everyone rebuilds, especially in the Prem, and everyone puts Chuamani somewhere. Where would you sure. put Chuamani? You know, the more I think about this, obviously the most logical decision for him, maybe not for him in particular, but the most logical destination for him could be Manchester United because it's such a glaring spot that they need to fill, right? But the more I think about it, if Arsenal can get Champions League ball, (laughs) shoot a many at Arsenal. How would they pitch that, though? That'd be hard. I mean, it's... It's a step up for Monaco. It's true. It's ambitious. It's a young manager. It's a young manager who it seems like they're going to back, mm-hmm. uh, especially if they get Champions League ball. Uh, it's a young core, a young forward, a young attack in front of them. It's a young defense. Mm-hmm. You've got Ben White. Gabe, uh, Gabriel is their 24. You've got Tomoyasu on the right. Um, you've got Kieran Tierney when he's healthy and Nuno Tab. I mean, you've got a nice foundation that you can build upon if you can link up Champions League football. You can lock it up for next year. Uh, Aurelian Schumani could, could go for that. No, I mean... It's true. And, the, and Arsenal would pay. If you're saying it that way, you're getting me. You're, 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 you're turning me in. You're turning me in. But, yeah, like, it's... I, the Champions League football, 100%, needs to happen if they yeah, get you a man. It needs to happen. But yeah. 100%. Yeah, but where, where, do you, where do you have him pegged? I mean, I still think he's going to go to United, potentially. Um, but where do you have him pegged? I think the best choice would be Liverpool. 
the best okay. choice. If I was Shomani's agent, I'll be go to Liverpool because it seems like every business decision that Liverpool does is the right one. Konate, okay. excellent business decision. Luis Diaz, excellent. ever e excellent. Everybody praises <laughs> a player that goes goes to Liverpool. Even Thiago, yeah. that at the start was getting a bit of criticism. Right now, if you if you criticize Thiago, you don't know ball basically, because yeah, yeah. everything that happens at Liverpool uh, goes through Thiago. So, uh, I'd say Chuameni to Liverpool. Yeah, but Ramadi, I think are gonna get him. That's the. I think they're gonna get him. Do they need him? I mean, I know they have an aging midfield, but who's he replacing mm -hmm. long term there? I mean, uh, you've got Modric. Kamavinga. It's Modric. Okay. It's Modric. It's it's Modric. He's, he's not the same. T okay. It's Kamavinga okay. that it will be Kamavinga, Valverde, and Chuameni. I think that would be the midfield that Real Madrid would eye up for the future. But Valverde is the piece that Chuameni comes right. He's the piece that can. But he's he's playing very well. Champions League football. He's yeah. playing very well. So well, watch, uh, watch Jude Bellingham leave Borussia Dortmund and uh, Aurelian Schumani, uh joins Dortmund. Oh no 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 no! Dortmund, Dortmund they have that cash. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it's hey, not exactly a bad thought. Um, you know, Witzel's leaving, right? You've got that midfield that, uh, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at, at where things, because there's no accountability here. I could say wherever he's going to go to MLS. No, just kidding. But th there's never, maybe there's Neymar. never any accountability. Maybe yeah. Neymar maybe, Neymar, maybe I think he'll go faster. <laughs> Gareth Bale to DC United. That's, that's, what? that's a real rumor. That's a real rumor and, and one that actually might have a shred of fact to it. Is there golf pitches in DC United? <laughs> um, there there is. I think it's called con I think it's called Congressional. What? I think it's a good one. You I'm not a, I'm not a golf guy. <laughs> I'm not a golf guy, but I do know that Congressional, I believe, is the one that's everybody says is uh, is very nice. Oh, uh, because it's in oh, okay, because Washington, yeah. I guess your Congress, Congress. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. And who knows? Maybe maybe he has politics next. Gareth Bale, politics. Uh, Welsh ambassador. I have no. <laughs> the Welsh ambassador there you in go. the states. People would love him. I could see it. He would convince straight I, away. <laughs> They'll be oh, we want I, to play golf against Bale. Oh, what yeah, a, what yeah. an honor. <laughs> yeah. Wales but now that, that that is a. That is a real rumor. That is a real rumor <laughs> that might actually. Uh, there, there's been talks previously. I don't think they ever went anywhere. Mm -hmm. But uh, DC United just fired their coach, so they're trying to figure out the next steps. But mm. um, anyway, uh, another wonder kid. I gotta bring up. Um, mm -hmm. He's getting a little more attention, especially on Twitter. I know we've talked about him on our FB Wonder Kids mm -hmm. uh, kind of news aggregator mm -hmm. on Twitter. Follow it if if y'all are uh, yes. looking for Wonder Kids all the time. Um, but this this kid is uh, making waves in Paraguay. He plays for Club Libertad. Um, he's got 11 goals in 11 matches. Um, and there is a lot of interest in him, uh, including from Red Bull Salzburg. And that is uh, Julio Enciso. Oh, um, yes. And yeah, I, right now, I, I just have to say, I'm going to preface it. He's a stat to me. He's just a statistic. Okay. <laughs> I've only gotten to watch him a little bit. And I'll be very honest. When I've watched him, I thought, eh. But... When I watched Julian Alvarez in previous times, I also thought the same thing. So I don't want to throw that, you know, out there and say that he's not what he's not, right? He's 11 goals in 11 games right now, and he's definitely one to track because he has been involved in over 50% of Club Libertad's uh, goal involvements this year. And 
Julian Alvarez is making his big jump a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And Cizo just turned 18 years old. And he is somebody that that is going to be on the radar. I think uh, Arsenal has had him on their radar in the past. Brighton is another place uh, that has become very good at snapping up some of these youngsters. Atalanta, I think, has liked them because they're looking for a future uh, without Luis Muriel. Mm-hmm. Um so there's a there's a lot that still needs to be learned about Enciso. I would love if anyone in Paraguay um, sees this, anyone that knows South American ball, please throw a scouting report in the comment section. Um, we will pin that. We will put it up there because we right now he is a statistic to me. I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but he's definitely one to track. That's. But, great yeah. mention, great mention, people. Watch out. And if Salzburg wants him. <laughs> he said Salzburg, great. and I was on. I was on you. I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> so the moment yeah, that happens, you, you got to be on top. So, people, if there's anything in the Wonder Kids news that we haven't spoken about, please mm. put down below, people, and go bold. Do you want to go with the last one? Ooh, let's do it. This is tough. This is so tough. last let's topic is the team of the season, people, in the Premier League. Go bold and smash the like button and subscribe to our YouTube channel because this is such a big topic, okay? And look, let's start with the keeper. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I think we both – do we both have the same keeper? Because I think we're both pretty practical here. Uh, obviously, the logical choice here is – Either Allison or Ederson, but we are not going to be logical. You and I are both going to say... Jose Sa, the best goalkeeper go. in the Premier League this season. Yeah. The stats don't yeah. lie right, Bretton. No, no, they don't. And he's goals prevented, uh, by, like, far and away. Far and away top. And I get it. Allison and Ederson have been, I wouldn't say flawless, but they've been phenomenal for Manchester City, for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Allison now takes the lead with 19 clean sheets on the season. Maybe it's 19 for Ederson too. But anyway, Jose Sa, uh, or sorry, you got, you have to say it because you're Portuguese and it sounds much better when you say it, but 28 goals conceded. He's got 11 clean sheets. It's the fourth best defense in the league. And Wolves, you know, they're, they're middle of the table. They've, right. they've outperformed. And the expectation that people had of Wolves falling further down the table because Rui Patricio was off to AS Roma yes. and this guy was coming in. Um, it is why I wore the Olymp- Olympiacos. You called it <laughs> the moment you saw me. You knew my goalkeeper pick. But Jose Sa, I, I think he deserves it. I think Mendy kind of played his way out of contention here in the Premier League as of late. Um, and the only other one that I feel like would be here maybe mm. was De Gea because goals prevented... He's been stellar for a really crappy United team this year. And I'll I'll but. shout out. This is gonna be surreal if you watch FC Wonder Kids since like the start of the season. I'm gonna shout Ramsdale because the defense uh, yeah. of Arsenal has a leader. Gabriel is being wonderful, but Ramsdale. Yep. So yeah. Ramsdale, keep doing you. That's it's doing. It's it's, it's going really well. But I'll put Zessa no too. I'll put Zessa. So I'll go right. with the left back first, João. Cancelo, okay? For me, the best left back in the world in form right now. Okay? João Cancelo. And with that, I think it makes it simple. The amount of assists, the creativity. Like Klopp has that relationship with Trent, I think Guardiola is very proud of having Cancelo in his team. And it's fantastic to see because Vinci wanted to get rid of Cancelo and Guardiola wanted him. So seeing what's happening, it's no surprise for who knew 
João Cancelo's potential. So, yeah, keep doing you, Cancelo. And, yeah, he's my left-back choice. Okay. I wrestled with this. I wrestled with this. I just think the second half of the season that Andrew Robertson has had, um, my left-back is Andrew Robertson. All right? Uh, So, Robbo gets the left-back nod, and it's mostly because he just hit double digits in assists for the season. Uh, we sit here, we talk about Alexander Arnold all the time, uh, about his successful crosses, about his mm-hmm. delivery, about this, about that. Robbo's right up there. True. He's right up there, right? Uh, progressive passes. Uh, he's just as much a part. His, his defending has actually gotten much better. Um, and I just love the tenacity. Um, there's no doubt that Cancelo could also, in my mind, um, get this nod. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt that Robertson is... Uh, just absolutely massive to them. And like, they're right up there, Cancelo mm-hmm. and Robertson together. I so I, yeah, I, I had to go with Robbo. I had Cancelo, right? But at the down, I had Robertson too. So it's like, it's more than, it's it's understandable if if you're like both ballers. So center back yeah. duo. Woo! Yes. I think, I think, look, I went safe here. Uh, <laughs> and I went for the two that I think were the best this season. But I could have gone bold a bit. And Virgil van Dijk and Rudiger. Okay, I think these wow. two, being the last season of Rudiger, wow. I was like, okay, man, let me put him in the team of the season, definitely. Because, yeah, yeah he's got to be. And Virgil van Dijk. Look, I know there's a couple of people I can put there that can get a shout. Like, I'd say yeah. Laporte, maybe. I won't say Ruben mm-hmm. Diaz, of course, because that injury. An injury, I think sure. The consistency. So I give it to Virgil van Dijk and Rudiger. That's my sense. Right. I, I am kind of shocked. I thought you'd throw a city guy in there, but uh, <laughs> uh, they've been they've, they've been working a little bit kind of by committee. I mean, mm-hmm. Stones has been great. Laporte, I think you're right, has been the best of the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruben Diaz probably would be there if he wasn't injured. Mm-hmm. Um, but exactly. I don't know what to say, man. We're a hundred percent. My my center back duo is Antonio Rudiger and Virgil Van Dyke, and I have one stat. Even though there are multiple stats, maybe I put them in like the comments or something so people know why I picked who I picked. But Virgil Van Dyke, Antonio Rudiger was. There are stats that that support it, but Antonio Rudiger. I mean, you just see him. He is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to call him bull in the China shop, right? Um, and he makes those runs. Uh, at, at some time, he, he even looks like a, a libero out there, yeah, um, just going insane. And I, I, I love it. But Virgil van Dyke, uh, Liverpool is 61 goals to the good when VDV is on the pitch. Um, another shout could be for Joel Matip, but when Joel Matip is on the field with him or you know with somebody else like Konate, it's 50. Okay, so there's an 11 goal difference differential um, to the good when VDV is on the pitch and he leads the Premier League in that they score more goals when VDV is there and they let less up when VDV is there. So uh, if you just take that on its face, uh, Virgil van Dijk, he might not be back to his primo, you know, prime time Virgil van Dijk. form Mm -hmm. but he has been everything liverpool has needed this year um so yeah uh van dyke man rudiger and van dyke are my center back pairing and with the right back i think we have the same two trent alexander arnold right (laughs) yeah i mean shout out to reese shout out to reese james and some others kyle walker but trent alexander arnold 
Yeah, he gets, I, I, what else is there to get, say? Yeah, he gets punches. So at our defense right now, it's all the same. Gisessa, Trent, Rudiger, Virgil van Dijk, and Kinsil. So the three in midfield. Did you go full Bretton? <laughs> I did not. I did not go bold. Actually, I did. I did go bold. I went okay. bold in one place. Okay. I went bold in one place. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, I think... Okay, my midfield is Kevin De Bruyne, okay. Bernardo Silva, Ooh. and Declan Rice. You put okay? Bernardo. Mm. I did. I did. I... And when I watch City games, my mind, my 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 eyes just gravitate towards Bernardo Silva. Understandable. Okay. Um, it's it's the quality. Sometimes it's not on the stat sheet. Most of the times it actually is on the stat sheet. But he is the heartbeat in many respects uh of what city tries to get done um and you know while it doesn't show up in 20 a 20 assist season or a 20 goal season mm. uh we all know how important bernardo silva is uh to the fabric of manchester city um kdb's second his second half of this season has been amazing mm-hmm. uh i know that he barely played the first half uh or there's there were a lot of injury layoffs but mm-hmm. when he plays uh he's just amazing obviously i wanted to put like a connor gallagher but i'm not gonna do that that's way too bold um but i wound up putting declan rice okay i put declan rice because he's been top tier in like mucking up the passing lanes interceptions uh manages to jump start the attack with progressive passes it's not just mr i'm gonna pass back for safety um True. he's top decile in passes into the final third both short medium and long passes mm-hmm. Um, he's super tidy, um, and he's 23, and this guy is, like, every bit the captain. Um, he's, like, uh, he's one of the most coveted transfer targets of this season for, this offseason, for a reason. A reason, and he's the biggest reason why West Ham, in my opinion, um, is where they are right now on the table. Um, so there's obviously, obvious exclusions here. Rodri for City, but I had to pick Declan Rice, um for what he's done, how far he's punched above the weight expected of him and how professional he is at the age of 23, man. I mean, it, it's, it's impressive. So for me, De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Declan Rice, that's my midfield. Yours. So you said it's way too bold, but guess what I did? <laughs> you put, I you put, put Gallagher? Yeah, I did. I did. My midfield has De Bruyne, Connor Gallagher, and Declan Rice. My shout would be Bowen. Bone. Wow. Bone yeah, was yeah, the yeah. player I was a bit like, but I can't leave out De Bruyne because De Bruyne is the sauce of City. Like the big games, like that game against Liverpool without De Bruyne, they would have lost to Liverpool. Yeah. Pretty simple. Yeah. That justifies De Bruyne 500k a month. Uh, a week, For sorry. Sure. <laughs> a week. Oh, <laughs> Not oh yeah. A month. Uh, Rice, week. I agree with you. The captain, the leader, the motor, the engine of West Ham. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Connor Gallagher, though. I wanted to p- shout him out because I think Connor Gallagher, the fact that he plays the same way he plays for England, the same way he plays for Crystal Palace. And I uh-huh. see uh, that the potential you were seeing, I see it now, too. I honestly think Connor Gallagher is going to be one of the best midfielders in the next five years, maybe in the Prem, if he stays. That's how good. Yeah. I have no idea what happens after Crystal Palace with all the, uh, after this situation with Chelsea. So right. I want to give him the, this shout for this the team of the season because yeah, he was so surprising to to me and so mm-hmm. impressive. 
And my other shout is wow. a youngster, Olis. Just gonna give a shout yeah, to yeah. Olis. Just gonna give a shout. Oh to yeah, so- that's a that's a solid shout. That's a solid shout. I mean, for 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 older shouts, I think we could say like. Fabinho oh, maybe deserves a shout. Oh, 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 no, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. No, <laughs> yeah, Thiago, yeah, yeah. Ru- no, no. Coutinho, yeah. uh, Bruno Guimarães yeah. now. Like, so many. So, like, Eriksen. No, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm yeah. just going mm-hmm. up a bit but at least. <laughs> but, but also on Wolves, uh, Ruben Neves. He's had, a, he's had a hell of a season. Yes. Um, and, yes. you know, it's been, it's been a little different of a season but mm-hmm. one i definitely want to shout because he just put another banger in the net the mm-hmm. other day and i know southampton has fallen by the wayside uh. as of late but james ward prowse man I, I he's got a skill set that i am so surprised that he is still at southampton mm-hmm. and i don't mean that as a knock against southampton but james ward prowse has a has a skill set that is world class um dead balls uh, uh, somebody needs to snap him up and give him a larger um uh, you know a larger stage from which uh, to play his game but where um to, because like, where to, i know it's in the prem it's in the prem but where to newcastle it would be arsenal. they got gamerish it'd be arsenal <clears> lose <throat> that position right but yeah i won't say i don't i i don't recommend arsenal to im up considering what they can get instead but sure like i like i like board process i mentioned but newcastle you said a great mention love it yeah press with newcastle could could happen that'd could be happen really good so now run Rio, it's the bold time now, people. That's it's so difficult. You got so many options for the front trio, and I know everybody's dying, dying to know if I put Krish right, because <laughs> Krish uh, he's inevitable. Krish has 24 starts, 16 goals, three assists for Man United this season with that team, and that doesn't work for him the correct way because Christian Ronald is a system player, just like. Lionel Messi is, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, but my front trio, I'm going to say Hyung Ming Son, Diogo Jota, and Mo Salah. Because, oh yeah, this front trio playing, like, it would be ridiculous just seeing them. But, like, switching up positions in the front trio, it would be a madness. And I have to put Jota in my front trio. I have to. Kane, Kane would have been if Kane would have started this season with the form that I'm seeing Harry Kane right now. Not in the last game, but right now. Like, so, yep. yeah. Uh, I, yeah, that's my first trio. I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Um, <laughs> I have nothing else. I have nothing else to say. I have the exact same front three. So you can just put a heading that says Alex and Breton's uh, front three for the best 11 for the Premier League season. I mean, but the only thing I got to say, uh, the only thing I got to say, you know, Mo Salah, with the AFCON absence, Diogo mm-hmm. Jota plugged a gap. He got hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was much needed, and he has continued. He has continued to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and and while yes, I know Luis Diaz is in there now, mm-hmm. um, but like Salah and Jota has really picked up a lot of slack. He's allowed for for Salah not to, to to play at his best at all times. He's allowed for Sadio Mane to have a couple anonymous games. Um Diogo Jota gets on the end of things. He's great aerially, which is shocking because he's <laughs> yeah. not that tall. Tiny, yeah. Um he yeah, and he he gets on the end of things. He's that I already said that. I, I'm just very impressed with with what he's put together this season for Liverpool, even considering the uh, attacking caliber that Liverpool has at their, their disposal if he has a bad stretch of games. Um, he could be benched and not see 
uh, you know, a lot of time, but he has continued time and time again to get timely goals for them. So I've got Son on the left, Jota playing a false nine or at actually striker, and I've got Salah on the right. Um, and and we got to remember, most Salah's numbers are with that AFCON absence, mm-hmm. okay? Um, but obviously the largest shout-out, you understandably shouted out Ronaldo. We shouted out Bowen in the <laughs> midfield. Um, I have to shout out Sadio Mane because yes. if you look at statistics – Non-penalty expected goals leader. Mm. Okay, he is ahead of everyone. But son in the Premier League, right? Uh, is it but son? Maybe, but he's definitely ahead of Jota, and he's definitely ahead of Sal- Salah. Okay, so non-penalty expected goals leader, um, Sadio Mane. If if you factor in the Afcon absence, um, and what that would have done to Mane's numbers, I wouldn't even say he's had the best year, and he is still, uh, incredible for Liverpool. So, um, still couldn't crack that top three. (laughs) (laughs) Great show. It's because the Prem is completely stacked. And I just want to say this because it's going to be unsafe. I believe 24 of April, Jota's in my fourth three. By the 26th of June, 22nd of June, that is the last Mm -hmm. Premier League game. I think Christian Ronald will be in my team of the season because I don't want to, I believe something can happen and I want to put it out. He might have to be in the team of this season because of the end stretch. Let's wait and see. <laughs> yeah, so why do we do this then? No. Uh <laughs> th- there's always a flurry of games, but obviously it is the I get you. But you I know, we'll you. we'll we'll update this. I think we also have to do a U23 one at some point, but Very um true. Hey, man, s- I some am, I some shouts. Yeah, and I'm shocked that we had as much mm-hmm. parallels as many as we did, because I, I. But you're Connor Gallagher. I love it. I, I love it. That to, is bold. I just wanted. I just wanted to give a bit of, is... a bit of, bit of, bit of sauce with the Crystal Palace season with Vieira, because we called it in the season predictions that Crystal Palace yes. was going to be a surprise. So if you don't believe yeah. us, go watch the tape. So people, tell us down below anything. Uh, no, tell us down below your team of the of team of the season for the Premier League. Go bold. Don't feel free to say your predictions and leave a like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, people. Episode 53 in the wraps, people. I hope you people enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to check out fcwonderkid.com if you want to support us a bunch more. And check our lives this week because Champions League week. Oh, my days. Big games. It's coming. Twitch FC Wonderkid. Go bold, people. So long.